listeners out there. It's, uh, it's time for us to unpack that 30th episode. Boy, we were trying to learn, we learned a lot about Dave actually, but it really threw the astrologers for a loop when they found out he was a Capricorn. So we're here to talk about it. Um, Dave is joining us. It's always nice to have the guests stick around so they can chime in. But uh, Sarah, initial thoughts. I'm still processing this one. Um, yeah, you know, okay, I would say I felt like the Taurus chart fit him like a glove, except for the the other chart had a Gemini rising, and I felt like he gosh, was so- <laughs> there there was like the wordplay in the name of your podcast. I was like, I just that annoyed me a little bit that I that the chart we picked didn't have the Gemini rising, but um, I would just, I, I'm really blown away because so many things that you said seemed to really fit with the, the Taurus chart. Like, um, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I like to think about the idea of doing a reading with Dave using either chart and both readings turning out kind of the same. So that's kind of interesting, right? I do I Ching. I don't know if you ever have done I Ching before. Um, It's a divinatory practice where it's ancient, it's from China, and you can sort of um, use it as almost like a Rorschach test of your emotions and what's happening with you. So anyway, um, I think it would work to do both charts, or just playing with that idea is interesting to me because there are commonalities you can see, even the fact he's got Chiron and Taurus, um, in the seventh house and the stuff around body image, right? And then Sun Mars square Pluto is very similar to the Sun Mars um, or the Sun Chiron square Mars. Anyway, mm-hmm. it, it is disappointing. And at the same time, I felt like the other chart fit him. So um, I just think it's kind of interesting. And oh, sorry, Sarah, go ahead. No, and you go ahead. Um, well, I mean, I always feel like they're typically written for, to be agreeable, you know, like as you're reading a chart, most of it, you know, 80%, maybe 70% should sound like that could be you. And that's something that I've read about called the Barnum effect, you know, when they're at the circus and they say like, I can read you details about your life, but it turns out these details fit almost everybody's life. Well, can I stop you there and tell you something, which is this weekend, for example, I was at a fair doing a bunch of readings, read a lot of people, 10 people in a row. Two women came in with moon conjunct the south node, which very typically can relate to loss of mother. For both of them, I said, have you had mother loss in your life? I have that aspect in my chart. And both of them were adopted, right? I didn't didn't ask everyone, but so there are very clearly... Um, aspects that are very particular to a person that you find when you read them. So this doesn't sort of change my attitude toward astrology. It just, um, I also believe in the possibility of, uh, what's the word for it? I don't know if it's synchronicity or the reality that sometimes, like even the fact that you picked these two charts today, Mars is opposing Uranus. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> and that's been in the back of my mind and i'm like yeah, exactly and so when it, i would yeah i was like but this this isn't going to turn out shocking because this one seems so straightforward <laughs> it's all good well dave i was going to ask you um 
if things like the Barnum effect are, are, you know, in play, typically people will agree with most of the things that are being said about their chart. But what was interesting about what you said is that you don't identify with Capricorn. So even as you're reading a list of attributes of Capricorn, which most people should find a decent amount of stuff in there that they can agree with, you're like, no, that's not me. Tell me about that experience. Well, every time I, every time I look at the description of what Capricorn is, the traits, I, none of it really resonates. Like there's the thing that I always get from that would be money, right? They're very hardworking and they're very, um, they're very good with money. And I'm like, I'm not really good with money and I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a hard worker. You know, I mean, I just, I, I just do what gets me by. So, um, so I never, I really never really connected with that. And I think the only thing that I ever connected with, with, um, Capricorn would be like the loyal, like loyalty. Um, but even at that, um, when it comes to people, I kind of, I, I can, I can forget people easily. So I've moved since I moved so much in my life um, and had to change so many schools, like people come and go. So, and I think that's also why I don't remember names because I don't pay any attention to it. So I don't know. There's just never nothing, nothing about Capricorn really ever stuck with me. And I think that's why I've always been kind of hesitant to um, put any truth into um, astrology. I feel like remembering names could be one of those Barnum statements. I think all of us, maybe, I mean, with a few exceptions, would say, oh, yeah, I have trouble with people's names. It's, it's, we yeah. never feel like we're good enough at remembering people's names. And for me, it's because I don't know if I'm going to see this person again. If I'm at a party and I'm hearing somebody's name, I'm like, I don't know. Let's meet five more times and then I'll know if we're actually going to continue knowing each other. And then I'll learn your name. Yeah, but like my first wife, I was dating her for a, year, a week before I remembered her name. So really, <laughs> I guess I have to be around somebody for at least a week before I, I put any, you know, like, yeah, I think after a week, I'll probably hang out with them more. So, I'm just, you know, I <laughs> so when people know ask, name by now. When people would ask, who are you dating? You would say, oh, uh, her, her over yeah, there. That's <laughs> when I would call, she, she lived with her cousin who was a friend of mine. So when I would call over there, if she didn't answer and it was her cousin, I'd be like, Hey, is your cousin there? So, you know, and then she answered me, Hey, what's up, you? <laughs> so, so you're good at recognizing voices, but not names. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to mimic voices. So, yeah, I pay attention to voices. Well, uh, astrologers would tell you that it's not all about your sun sign. There's a lot of other things in your chart which explain why a sun sign wouldn't fit. So I'm sure there's something else in a different placement that, well, looking at the, looking at his actual chart, what yeah. can you guys make that fit with him now? <clears throat> well, he does have the sun conjunct Mars, which even though Mars is exalted in Capricorn and it likes to be in Capricorn, it, he is a day chart. So that makes Mars his malefic, which means just the most, the the planet that may cause him the most ill ease um and so to have that conjunct your son that you know can be 
I guess, similar to what we were seeing with the sun conjunct Chiron, you know, uncomfortable in your own skin. And I actually, when you were talking about, when I asked you that and you said, yes, I would like try to pull my fingers and move. And it was like, I remember looking at that uh, sun Mars and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. (laughs) But I mean, I, 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 there were only a couple of things that you said that made me kind of ring a few bells with the Capricorn chart. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think the sun Mars in the eighth house, eighth house is a weaker position. So, um, and can relate to sort of having anxiety as well. Right. And then the other thing, the Saturn North node in the fourth house of home and family would be much more, relatable to that idea of moving around and having sort of the childhood be difficult for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, Chiron in that 12th house squaring that sun as well. And I think the, the Taurus energy that we were getting could have been um, this moon and Leo conjunct Jupiter. Right. Because it's a similar kind of combat, like, you know, you can get, two plus two equals four, but so does five minus one. You know, you could have similar combinations. And then that, also that, the sa- that to me strikes very true. And I guess that's my whole thing is you can get to the same person with all of these different. Yeah. But it's, you know, six minus one isn't four. So you can't always get to it, but there well, are six similar- minus one. You'd be like, well, let's look at this other one, which is you're just making one. that up. <laughs> that's not how it would be, but <laughs> new math. Yeah, that's new math. Show your alternative work. thought. <laughs> yeah, alternative I was thought. Right. I was focused mainly on I got to come up with numbers that add up to four, and I I didn't I didn't miss that out. I didn't miss did didn't mess that up. I, I don't know. That's my analogy, but like, um, so you know, we're getting his story, and we're you know, trying to match certain elements of his story up to these placements. But, you know, this is doing astrology in reverse, you know, so it's it's trickier. Well, and it's also, I just, as I think I started out the conversation, I don't think, think astrology is something you prove or you don't prove, right? Um, the scientific method doesn't fit with the soul. Um, it's a very different thing. So anyway, I, I just, it just is what it is. And you can, you can describe or find reasons and everything, but that's more like the lawyer part. That's not, you know, that's not how I practice astrology, right? How you practice astrology is being open to the person that's in the room with you and seeing where your intuition leads you as far as what um, strikes you in the chart. And it leads you down a path of being able to engage with someone in a really um, deep way to help them understand what's happening for them at any given moment. And it works. And see, I agree with all of that. I think you could take any chart, though, not just their chart, and sit down with them and based on the language of astrology, have a very deep conversation with them help them find a lot of introspection, looking in areas that maybe they haven't thought about, connecting with areas that they do really relate to. And so in that sense, you could say that, yes, it works. You can, can, I, can I stop you there? Because, you know, 
I don't think that's true because part of what really works with astrology is being able to see yourself very clearly in the chart. So, for example, I have Jupiter in the seventh house of partnership and it rules my second house of money. And uh, one of the first things one of the astrologers said to me is when I had my first reading is, well, you know, I'll bet you do you get do you have a husband who makes a lot of money and helps support you in what you do, which is a very like that's what that relates to. And I could see Jupiter there. She explained it to me and um, it helped me connect with the chart. Whereas if she if Saturn had been if you had given me given her a chart with Saturn in the seventh house um, and it was ruling my second house and she said, I'll bet your husband's a real tightwad. I would have said, no, you're absolutely wrong. That doesn't fit. So I don't think what you're saying is so. I think generally we remember the times that it connects, the times that it's right. And we don't, we kind of gloss over the times that it's not quite right. Or we'll kind of make a little adjustment and say like, oh, you said my mom's missing. I'm either adopted or my mom passed away, or there's a lot of different options or you know, I lost my aunt and she was like a mom to me or, you know, different things like that, where it's close enough that most people would probably say yes. And even if they don't say yes, and they would say it's wrong, they would just kind of like say, well, that's one that I'm not going to remember. I'm going to focus on the thing that was right. If that's how, if that's how astrology worked, I wouldn't be studying it. I would have given it up because it's, it's, if it was that wishy-washy, and that inconsistent, or you had to be like, well, I can see that, or it didn't always line up, then I I wouldn't be wasting my time. Yeah. And also there's the timing piece that we're not doing here. So for example, that South Node Moon mother loss, there's something called a nodal return that happens every nine years. So this is why I say people need to really study it for themselves in relation to their own life, because you can go back and I can go back and look at every nine years when the South Node conjoined the moon and having at that point, having a mother loss in my life, my sister um, died on a South Node conjunct moon. My mom died. Do you see what I mean? And, 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 or I left home. And so there's a consistency. Or, for example, the moment I got a job offer um, to be a reader at a store, the, the, the planet Venus entered my 10th house the same day, right? So there's very specific stuff if you get, if you study it and you actually practice it and relate it to your own life that you can see that it works. So specific times when it works that we focus no, no, no. on. No, I'm saying that I consistently see that it works, that it's a that it's a matter of you, Scott, would actually have to study astrology and do the work and um, see how it relates to your own life, that you cannot, um, from the outside of one's experience, um, treat it as if it's a scientific method, right? Because science is cause and effect. That's Newtonian science. What we're talking about here is more Einsteinian. It's about the self itself and the relation to the self. And so it cannot be debunked by sort of the details of a particular chart. If there's claims that astrology makes, that's just what we're trying to test. And so I guess we kind of started by saying... An astrologer can look at a chart, tell a lot of details about a person based on looking at their chart, enough to meet that person and tell which chart they're looking at. 
We'll yeah, and see. I, didn't agree, I didn't agree with that from the beginning. Is I guess what I'm saying when I I almost didn't come on the show because I was like, this is not a way to test astrology. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave, are you convinced? Am I convinced he, about what? Uh, astrology being real. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, like I feel that um, I feel that there is some truth to it, um, but I think. And this is where the alternative thought comes in. Um, I think that the true knowledge of it has been hidden or hasn't been. It's kind of like the game of telephone where it's, it, it, as it gets passed down um, and taught to somebody else, some pieces get missing or are missing. So I feel that the astrology of today isn't as accurate as when it began. Um, I feel like there are pieces missing. So that, that that's that's my opinion on it. I do think that there is some truth. I do think that um I do think a lot of people can see themselves in a lot of different different signs. Um but I, I just for me personally, I've never felt like I was a Capricorn. Um and then my wife and I we were talking before uh and um my wife is uh what, what are the what are the twins isn't that gemini mm-hmm. yeah yes. she's a gemini so and then she's like you know we're not supposed to be ke- compatible and i'm like well that's baloney so i'm well, a good thing i'm not really a capricorn so well you're a gemini rising and said so that would make you compatible does it okay <laughs> See, that's the thing. We don't, she doesn't know all of the other like she's like i don't know the houses i don't know the rising i don't know any of this so, um, yeah, so astrologers yeah. don't look at just your sun sign to determine yeah. compatibility. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also want to make, yeah, I was going to say, which is you said something like, so there's also the mystery of astrology because, um, so I can have the fantasy right now that, that the self is playing a bit of a game with us, even in what happened today, right? That you had these two charts and one seemed very obvious. Because there is the truth that if you practice deep inner work, the world begins to unfold to you. So even astrology with me, there are moments when parts of it open to me when I need to know something new, or I start to have the same people coming to me with similar attributes. And so um, in the ancient Greek times, astrology, like other esoteric practices, alchemy, things like that, they were practiced as part of a mystery school, Plato's mystery school, for example. And they were not shared with the world, these methodologies, right? And so here we are um, in a in, on a show where we're um, tampering with something in some ways that's sacred, attempting to prove it using a method that does not work for sacred um, sacred practices. So I'm going to throw that out there, too, that I don't, um, uh, yeah. Just I have to throw that out there because mm-hmm. I'm not sure this is to be spoken <clears throat> in some ways and to be proved. And it feels a little violative of the practice to engage in trying to um, use data or statistics um, to prove or disprove it. So there you go. I, I can respect your opinion on that. I mean, I see where you're coming from, for sure. And with that, I think we all need to go because... It's late for me here. 
Well, that's the way we'll end season one, and we will see everybody next year. Um, uh, Scott, we're going to have a retrace. So, <laughs> well, there is a retraced, but yeah. this is the last experiment, and um, hopefully, we'll have some data next year to uh, to pour over. Next week, we'll have a retraced. We'll talk about everything and answer <laughs> your questions. Hopefully, you got some questions in last week in time. Now it's too late as you're hearing this. So thank you to Dave. Again, where can we hear your podcast and find you? It is Hoof Hearted on Spotify. And you can find me, Doc Farted, on Instagram. And you could also find Hoof Hearted Podcast on Instagram. And Kathy, where can everybody find you? KathyGanaticAstrologer.com and Astro.net is my Instagram handle. And since it's the final episode, Sarah, where can people find you? Yeah, good. Uh, thank you, Scott. So you can find me at MyCosmicCoach.com and on Instagram. All right. You can find me. Maybe I'll have to get on Instagram again because the season's over and I'll have something to do with my free time. My pictures are great on Instagram. Come look at a bunch of old pictures that haven't been updated in years. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate you all. Um, all the subscriptions and the, uh, and the comments and uh, likes and this and that. And um, we'll see you next week for Retrace. And then we'll see you next year for more fun adventures in astrology. Bye.